This episode is brought to you by Death by Audio and the Death by Audio Fuzz War. The Fuzz War has hand spray painted graphics covering up its meaty components and a sound that gives you a high tech fuzz mutilator at a punk rock price. With three knobs, it can create a multitude of fuzz, boost, overdrive, and distortion sounds. This kill all circuit explodes the meanest, nastiest, most insane distortion to make you the ruler of the fuzz universe. Death by Audio is trusted on stage and in studio by bands like Nine Inch Nails, Radiohead, U2, Wilco, and many more. Head to deathbyaudio.com to hear for yourself or find them on Instagram at Death by Audio Effects. Welcome back to Food on Tour. My name is Mike Robinson, and this is episode seven. Today, we're talking with Adam Met and Chris Berry of AJR. Adam is a founding member of AJR, and Chris is their drummer. These guys have a little tradition when they're on the road, and they always seek out the best Asian food they can find in uh, whatever city they're in. So instead of focusing on a specific city today, we're going to talk about some of their favorite Asian food around the world. Thanks again for listening, and hope you enjoy it. guys say you're doing a normal tour quarantine aside i'm assuming you guys are on a bus you guys are playing pretty big rooms at this point you're doing like arenas and amphitheaters right yeah okay so you you wake up in a given city what's your morning routine like like are you guys going out immediately getting breakfast coffee in the morning i i actually usually sleep pretty late on the bus i sleep so much better on the bus than i do at home um I'll probably wake up around 11 or noon, depending on if there's promo to do. But every time I wake up, Chris is already up and he's found some amazing local coffee place that he's gotten from and he's had breakfast and he's done his whole routine. And I'm always jealous because I was just sleeping. <laughs> so Chris, you're the, you're the one hunting most of this stuff down. That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of turned into my, sort of role i guess i usually wake up early and you know usually we're still moving when i wake up because i don't i don't sleep as well on the bus so i'm the same way yeah so i'll like go into the front lounge and you know usually the tour manager will be up there with the laptop open already and like news on (laughs) and i'll like decide if I'm going to like roll the dice and make a coffee or <laughs> <laughs> what does that consist of? Is that like a, like a moving pour over on the bus or like, what are you doing for coffee? Yeah. Well, it's either, it's, I, well what I mean is roll the dice is like, am I going to have to ask the driver to pull over before we get to where we're going? Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm terrible with sleeping. I, I sleep like shit on a bus normally and I wake up so late because of that. So I'm kind of, I'm with you, Adam. I'm, I'm always like one of the last people up. I feel like you keep, you keep trying though. Yeah, totally. I like, it's like, uh, I need some vengeance at that point. You know what I mean? I need like at least three straight hours of sleep. (laughs) So you guys want to talk Asian food specifically. Is this something that you two are doing most of the time together, or are there other people that are in on this like Asian food hunt on tour? I feel like it's mostly Chris and I. Um, a lot of the places we go to will bring like 
either the group or one or two other people. Mm-hmm. But I think a bunch of the places that we're going to talk about today uh, were just Chris and I. Cool. Um, I don't know. I love Asian food. I could eat Asian food three meals a day. And the thing that I want more than anything else right now is ramen that is made for me and doesn't come in two separate containers that you have to like reheat (laughs) in the microwave now. It's just so disappointing. So I just want someone to make ramen for me, you know, where you could do the kedama and get extra noodles when you finish the noodles that you've eaten. Um, That's all I want from the quarantine. Right. Well, good luck, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is there a specific Asian cuisine that you guys lean towards? Are you leaning more towards Thai food or Chinese food? We go all across the board. I mean, there's a Korean place that we want to talk to you about. There's a Vietnamese place. There's a few Japanese places, some Thai, um, a place that we got a recommendation from you, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the one in, in Minneapolis. Oh, Minneapolis and uh, the chicken and rice place in Portland. Oh, yeah, Nong's. Okay, we'll get there. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, are there cities that, that for you guys have like proven to be better with, with finding uh, Asian food? Uh, I think the, the coasts are, you know, always the clear winner. For sure. But, but then there's then there's you know diamonds in the rough. Sometimes you're in Minneapolis and there's like, you know, an awesome option. So it's nice to like be able to seek those out for sure. Honolulu was great, and London was great. You guys seem to play more shows in Hawaii than a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't think we go there that often, but when we go there we'll do a bunch of shows while we're there just because it doesn't make sense unless you're going to play a bunch. Of course. That's so cool. And you know, Hawaiian food's just like, it's, I could still consider it Asian food. It's so similar, but it's also like, it's very specific and there's all the like amazing teriyaki places and stuff. That's my go-to whenever I'm in Hawaii. I feel like is I just want to find really good, like home style teriyaki. Yeah. I mean, for me, my family went on vacation to Hawaii when I was, I don't know, maybe about 12. And we had this thing called Simon. And I'd been dreaming about it since I was 12 years old. <laughs> and the first time I went back to Hawaii on tour, on tour, we had to find Simon. And it's a noodle soup. It's an Asian noodle soup. And when I had it, when we first went there, they served the entire soup, even the broth, in one of the takeout containers that's made of cardboard. So you had to eat it really, really quick or else it would just go fall right through. One of the interesting things about it is that you can get two different types of noodles in the same soup. Um, we went, actually, it was my birthday. We went to a place called Palace Simon um, when we went on tour. And uh, it was the most, I don't know, it was the hot, maybe the hottest restaurant I've ever been to. Like the lack of air conditioning was staggering for a soup place and I, it was also Chris, august <laughs> <laughs> it was august we were definitely the only people there who weren't regulars and maybe the restaurant fit what do you think 15 people and we made up 12 of those people oh wow yeah that was one yeah. of the bigger like everybody went almost everybody that was there kind of thing 
I know you guys probably sort of discussed this ahead of time. What are the standout places for you? My favorite place in the U.S. was Nong's in Portland. And probably the main reason why is that I hate ordering. They make it really easy. (laughs) I don't like menus. I don't, I want to go to a place and I want them to just say like, here are the options. Mm -hmm. This is what we do really well. And there's like two things. Yeah, totally. I think on the menu at Nong's, there's like six options maybe. And that's it. Yeah. You know? And I mean, I always, I don't know. I'm assuming you guys got the number one. That's what I always get. Just the, the chicken on rice. Yeah, we added, what did we add? Pickles? Pickles. And, mm. and was there a skin order, too, of some sort? Oh, yeah, I think we got skin. And uh, we actually had it two days in a row. We had it once. Chris took me there for my birthday on a day off. And then we did a show the next day. And then we brought it in for lunch the next day. And we just oh, could right. not have it in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Because that was the same. It was actually the same week we went. We flew from Portland to Hawaii. So Adam's birthday was like. <laughs> I remember talking to you on. when you guys were on that trip because you told me you were about to go to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I found a place in New York actually that does a very similar kind of chicken and rice. I don't think it's as good because it's not my, my birthday right now. Um, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken and rice they have there it's the same thing they only have like five things on the menu and you can get it crispy or spicy or grilled or steamed and it's literally just chicken and rice it comes with the same like ginger soup on mm, the side yeah um, and it comes with chili so it's really good it's called guy g-a-i chicken and rice cool and it's on the east side in manhattan awesome i i just want to point out really quick for anyone that's interested you can buy the Nong sauce online, and that is a game changer. <laughs> we did it. We had it. We have some at home, and it's been incredible to cook with. Like, I think the best chicken I ever cooked at home was because I used the Nong sauce. Is that promotional placement in the podcast? It's not, but I, I mean, cons- consider it whatever you will. <laughs> I'll always be, I'll always be promoting Nongs. Awesome. What other places come to mind? Well. That was my favorite in the U.S. Adam, you had a couple overseas, right? Yeah. I mean, we have a a weird story about a place in London, and I think the dumplings we had outside of London by Heathrow um, were some of my favorite dumplings. Definitely my favorite vegetable dumplings I've ever had. And I'm not vegetarian, but the vegetable dumplings were insane. Um, It was a Nepalese place Mm -hmm. called... KTM Rocks, R-O-X, and uh, we were in, we were staying at a hotel in Heathrow, uh, at Heathrow, um, waiting to go back to the States, and we took an Uber to this restaurant, and we got there like 10 minutes after the restaurant stopped serving food, and it was Chris and I and both my brothers, and we get in and the bartender says, oh, I'm sorry, we stopped serving food. And we took like a, I don't know, 25, 30 minute Uber or something stupid to get there. There was nothing. Yeah, there was nothing good near the airport. Right. That's just yeah. how it goes. <laughs> so we were like, yeah, let's take this 20, 25 minute Uber to this spot. It looks really good. It was kind of a it was a pub, actually, kind of right. Like 
Yeah. It was a pub that supposedly had really good food that you could sit there and eat and also like get a beer. Nice. So we got there and the, the kitchen was closed, but the guy who was behind the bar said, you know, maybe I can convince the chef to make you guys some dumplings. That's the thing we're known for. They're called Momos, M-O-M-O-S. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently they're Nepalese dumplings. And they brought out dumplings. They brought out an order of chicken, an order of pork, and an order of veggie. And they were unbelievable, but not nearly enough food for us. And later <laughs> we found out <laughs> the guy behind the bar was the owner of the restaurant and the guy who came up with most of the recipes. Oh, wow. And him saying like, oh, I'm going to try and convince the chef to go do it. Like, okay, come on. you all do yeah, it. We know. Yeah, we know. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. He but they were amazing. He, he did feel, he felt really bad, um, but they were amazing. And I definitely want to go back because it wasn't nearly enough food. So we walked out of the restaurant um, and about a block in a way was Nando's. So we finished our dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And it was like a total scene in Nando's, right? Oh, like God. it was super late. Like it was 1130 or something at that point. And it was just like full, totally packed. People were like, just like, yeah, like, wasn't there like a fight or something when we were in there? I feel like people were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they ran out of half Nando's too. They ran out of half of the things. Remember people were ordering and they were like, oh, sorry, we don't have that anymore. And it was normal things like chicken. What was going on that? Maybe there was like a game or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, London is one of my favorites. I mean, there are a ton of other places in London for Asian, like Dishoom for Indian is amazing. Um, yeah, they have, even though it's not Asian, Peruvian chicken places in London are fantastic. Yeah, definitely. We have this tradition on tour where once a tour will take everyone out for hibachi. And hibachi can be so hit or miss. Um, one time, our, our old tour manager, our old tour manager, he was one of the pickiest eaters that I've ever met, and he hates rice, like absolutely hates rice. What? And so we took him there. <laughs> what a psychopath. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> he would do the like throwing rice into his mouth. Well, he, but he, he, doesn't, he doesn't like playing with food is the, big, is the bigger issue. Yeah. So hibachi was just the... It was just... I mean, I don't care how shitty the food is at Hibachi. I'll go because I want that. I want sake sprayed in my face, and I want them to throw, like, shrimp tails in my shirt pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When we went with him, we told the restaurant that it was his birthday. So they made a whole, like, thing. It wasn't his birthday. This this episode, every, like, story is about some birthday. But we told them it was his birthday. They came over saying happy birthday. And he literally got up and walked out of the restaurant. Wow. So <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. But, I mean, there's so many hibachi stories. We did one in Kansas City on the last tour. That's and what I was, that was yeah. yeah, that was such a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> did anyone get sick? It was, was it that kind of mistake? No. No. Okay, good. It was just... It, there was just no no vibe, no atmosphere. There were no windows, I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, they didn't do any of this stuff at all. No performance. <laughs> no performance. No. 
That sucks. It was also the most expensive hibachi we've ever been to. Wow. Okay, well, no yeah. hibachi in Kansas City then. Noted. Yeah. yeah. Kansas City, you just got to stick to barbecue, you know? Totally. What were we thinking? <laughs> I just went to a place on the last Joseph tour in Kansas City called Q39, which has now become my favorite Kansas City barbecue. Mm. It's incredible. <laughs> Next time you guys are there, you got to try it. Um, have you guys played any shows in Asia? Nope. No. We were supposed to go to Asia. Didn't happen. During, well, during the quarantine time? Well, we were supposed to go to Asia during the quarantine time, but we never ended up booking the shows because, you know, guarantees pricing making sense for yeah, us yeah. to fly all the way to Asia. Um, so we didn't end up booking them. So luckily they didn't get canceled, but our hope is to go to Asia in 2021. Okay. Well, 2021, we'll do a follow-up episode strictly about Asian food in Asia. <laughs> Please. Back to sort of a daily routine thing here. I mean, you guys have totally different schedules, I'm assuming, when you're on the road. Adam, I mean, since you're, you know, you're one third of AJR and Chris is a higher drummer, are like how do your how are your schedules differing and when are you guys finding the time to go together to do this, like find Asian food in the cities? So our schedules are different because most days I have to do some sort of promo. Right. Um, so I'll either go offside to a radio station or have, you know, every day we have meet and greets and our, our VIP experience is actually a dodgeball game with fans. <laughs> so we play dodgeball with fans every day. And sometimes Chris will join in and play with us. Nice. But uh, yeah, it's, it's generally a pretty booked day starting at like 1 p.m. Um, but I feel like... After we finish VIP while the opener is playing, sometimes we'll go and grab something. But I think it's usually on days off, right? It's usually, it's, yeah, it's more of like an off day thing, yeah. Or on a travel day, if we roll in somewhere and there's a gig the next day, we'll go out the night before because we're there a day early or something. Yeah, that's another thing I was curious about. Since you guys are playing bigger rooms, I mean, those, those usually tend to be a little further outside of everything. So I didn't know if that was something that, you know, you guys aren't really leaving the venue on show days. Yeah. On show days, it's hard because the, you know, amps and arenas are kind of, like you said, outside the city, mm -hmm. but our tour managers actually done a good job of night before night after, if we are staying in a hotel, putting us in a good area, pretty much in the center of the city where there are a lot of good places. That's so great. that's actually pretty lucky. Cool. Do you guys have any guilty pleasures, whether it be within uh, Asian food or outside on, when, while you're on tour? So Chris and Jack had a bet during the last tour. Do you want to talk? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we stopped eating sugar oh, for the God. whole tour. I didn't even, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> um, but only like not, not anything with sugar in it, which would have been infinitely harder just like no desserts basically like you know no cake no like oreos <laughs> which are always like they always get double stuff oreos on the rider which oh are like, wow you know that's like hard to <laughs> that's really hard no to pass up. <laughs> uh but yeah i mean it was hard 
but it wasn't it wasn't crazy. I and they both it. did it, except for Thanksgiving. They both broke it for Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. But that was, what, three months or something? Yeah. That's impressive. I couldn't do it. Yeah. There's no way in hell I could do that. Especially if there's double stuffed Oreos on the rider. Yeah. <laughs> That's... <laughs> what about you, Adam? Anything? But it's going to sound weird, but I love bubble tea. Um, when I'm in New York, I have it all the time. We've gotten it, we got it in a couple of different places on the road, um, but I love a really good bubble tea. We went to this weird place in uh, Glasgow and got bubble tea. We actually went to an amazing Korean place in Glasgow, and it sounds so strange. Um, it was a place called Kimchi Cult, and it had, I think, the best kimchi I've ever had. But afterwards, we went to a bubble tea place, and they put actual fruit in the bubble tea. So it was really difficult to drink because you kept getting like some fruit and some bubbles. But <laughs> anywhere we go where there's a, there's a bubble tea place, I'll go for it. That's awesome. Chris, you may have already sort of answered this, but what is your f- favorite dish, favorite Asian dish and where? Yeah, I think Nong's, I think Nong's definitely was my favorite. I'm trying to think of what would be a second, um, Maybe those dumplings that we had in, in London. In London. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Nong's, though, that was just like, that That was kind of the home run for yeah. me. <laughs> I'm glad you guys like that place. What about you, Adam? I mean, I feel like my favorite dish at home is different from my favorite dish on the road, like meaning, meaning New York City. New York City, hands down, a Pudo ramen. I don't know if you've been to a Pudo. I have. I only went it once. Yeah, it's definitely my favorite. Um, on the road, I'm trying to think. I'm scrolling through the list that Chris and I <laughs> made of all the, the places that we've been. Um, there's a place in L.A. called, and it, it's like super fast foodie. It's called Marugame Udon. It's in the Beverly Center, and there's another one. Yeah, there's um, one in, in Little Tokyo, and it's amazing. Yeah. So you can like choose what kind of udon soup you want and then you add on different tempura things on the side. It's like uh kind of like like the Chipotle, I guess, of udon soup, but it's so good. So the one in Little Tokyo, I don't maybe I'm thinking of something different. I think this one in Little Tokyo is called Marugami Monzo. I forget. Um, but it's fantastic. Next time you're in LA, you should check it out. I I bet you'd love it. It's like it's really small. And it's right next to Daikokuya, that ramen place in L.A. that everyone is obsessed with. Mm, Um, It's right next door. So there's just like two competing lines. Like one is a line of people (laughs) trying to get into Daikokuya and the other one's people trying to get into Marugami. Um, But it's really fantastic. You just kind of got to time it right, you know. I was going to say the most random place in the country that I've had an amazing noodle meal is in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. And Chris wasn't there because we were still doing like van tours where it was the three of us and a tour manager who also did like the lights and the front of house and sold merch and, you know, did everything. So we were in a minivan. There's a place in Carlisle, Pennsylvania that you can basically make your own. It's like a normal sit down restaurant, but you can make your own noodle soup. So the base thing is noodle soups. And then there are all of the things you could add to it. And there's like 
50 things on the menu and it's so many random things that they just throw in a noodle soup and it is amazing that's awesome um, yeah i don't want to miss any i don't want to miss anything on the list that you guys put together so what else what else is on there that you want to mention i i my my two spots that i went to without adam i think were uh mission chinese in san francisco which is the original location. There's also one in New York and then, um, in LA night and market. Um, the original one I went to was song in silver Lake. And then more recently when I was there with these guys, uh, we were staying very close to the WeHo location. Um, and I went there and that was also awesome. What did you think between the two different night market locations? I mean, there's three now I've only been to those two as well. Uh, the first time I went, when I went to the Silver Lake location, um, that was in 2015 and I went, um, with a friend who was friends with, I think one of the owners and he just brought a bunch of stuff out. Love that. (laughs) And I hate, I hate having to look at the menu and decide. (laughs) So it was just like, there were like I don't know five plates and a couple of the a couple of the things that they're known for like the sausage and uh, a fried rice and like a salad of some sort um, and then we had some wine and it was just really great because it was awesome. just like it just it just came out and you know there's no no ordering involved this is what we do really well right you know? <laughs> right I love that <laughs> did you get the uh, uh, the crispy pork rice there do you remember if you had that. I think that might have been one of the rice dishes that we had. I think that might but, be one of my favorite dishes of all time. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I'll have to try it next time. Next yeah, time you're in LA, definitely. Adam, you got to do it. It's great. You'll love it. Yeah. Um, there's a really weird dish that I like. Um, we got it at the, when we were in Honolulu. We had a lot of good food when we were in Honolulu. Chris said he had the best poke he's ever had. Um, but... This weird dish I like, it's called um, taco wasabi. It's raw octopus marinated in, like, wasabi something, and it's cut up really small, and it's really difficult to chew, but the flavor is amazing. I'm making it sound terrible. I don't want to eat it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a tiny little dish. It's probably three spoonfuls. Um, but I love it. And they had it at a Yokocho Japanese food hall. I'm clearly reading that yeah. off of the list. <laughs> <laughs> it's a super weird dish. I mean, did I, you don't did like I try that? Trying weird things. I don't remember. It's so, it's like so spicy that it immediately clears out your sinuses. <laughs> what about when you get back home? Um, I guess let's, let's put, Asian food aside, what's what are your go-tos when you're back in New York? For me, it's pizza because, you know, I'm an Italian boy and I live in Brooklyn. <laughs> so, <laughs> What pizza are you going for in Brooklyn? Um, I really, really like uh, Emmy Squared, like the Detroit style. Um Okay, you are an anomaly. A New Yorker who loves pizza 
and you're eating Detroit style pizza in New York. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But I know so many people that are just going to, I'm going to get like messages from friends be like, fuck that. That, like, just, that just, that just came out. Cause I've, I've been, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Cause I have a friend where I'm staying now who's been making Detroit style pizza. Um, but I mean, I love DeFaro's. That's like the classic New York spot, which uh, Adam, have you been there before? No, never been. We'll have to go sometime. It's, it's kind of far out there, but it's worth checking out. Um, and then there's there's just a local spot, or like literally a block from my house in Brooklyn, that's called Table 87. That's just like great New York style pizza. Um, and it's just, you know, it's right there. So that that's kind of our go-to because it's, it's a block away, you know? Cool. Yeah. What about you, Adam? I mean, it's not New York, but it feels like home because when I was growing up from when I was a little kid, we would drive up every couple months, but Frank Pepe's in New Haven. Hell yes. And, and, uh, Chris introduced us to, was it Sally's that we went to? No. Um, it was modern. Modern, yeah. modern. Yeah. Um, we did that, but the, the white clam pizza, is my family's favorite pizza in the world. We'll awesome. just literally go drive up there just to get that pizza and then come back home. That's so cool. Yeah. That's a family committed to pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. I'm going to give you one more quick question. I have two of these for you because I like to do a fuck, Mary kill at the end of every episode. And Adam, since I don't know you, I did a little creeping on your Instagram and Chris, I don't even know if you're into this, so feel free to answer. I'll give you a second one as well. But this one's mostly Adam. Fuck, Mary kill, bubble tea, Vietnamese iced coffee, Thai tea. Ooh, man. I would kill iced coffee because I don't drink coffee. So that one's an easy one, actually. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> Chris is giving a thumbs down right now. <laughs> You need to verbalize it, Chris. It's audio only. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Just a grumpy face and a thumbs down. Adam's like um, a flower. He's very, you know, it's very sensitive. <laughs> wow. I'm just going to walk away right now. <laughs> um, I would say marry Thai iced tea and fuck bubble tea. Wow. <laughs> I, I expected that to go the other way, <laughs> but I like yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah. Chris, do you have a preference on this? Are you even into these? I would have to. I would have to marry the coffee. I'd say fuck the tea and kill the bubble tea. Nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One more. Fuck Mary Kill soup dumplings, pad thai, sushi. Oh, Chris, you get to go first. <laughs> uh, I, I, I had a I had a little audio glitch. What was the first one? First one was soup dumplings, pad thai, sushi. Oh, okay. Um, I'd say fuck soup dumplings, marry pad thai, kill sushi. Exactly the same for me. Nice, <laughs> cool. Well, that's a great way to end it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you guys for doing this and for taking the time. I hope you're both holding up through this shit. 
Same to you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, of course. And uh, yeah, once you go to Asia and do some shows there, maybe we can do another one of these. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks again, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Bye. Thanks again to Chris and Adam for joining me on this. If you've got a food recommendation you want to share, you can send that to foodontourguys at gmail.com. If you head to our website, foodontourpod.com, you can find lists for each episode and every restaurant mentioned on that episode. Thanks again for listening and see you next week.